Welcome to Devil Horns. This is Corey once again. Uh, you know, halfway through this year, 2014, uh, Loudwire, the website, called out a lot of the best metal albums of 2014 at that point, well, what they liked the best. And they named a lot of heavy hitters, you know, like Mastodon, Behemoth, Crowbar, just huge bands. And one of the bands that they listed was one that I think uh, very few people have heard of, but I think they're you know, really creating some big waves out there. It's a band named With Our Arms to the Sun. And it's their album, A Far Away Wonder. And Loudwire said that this is one of those great albums. You know, watch out for these guys because this is this is huge. And so right now joining me is Josh Breckenridge, who performs the duties on guitar, noise, and vocals in the band. Uh, he's here with me tonight. Josh, man, welcome to the show, and, and thanks for joining me. Thanks, man. Thanks so much for having me, brother. Absolutely, absolutely. I uh, uh, I got a sneak peek at the album. Of course, uh, this is going to be released officially uh, on uh, September 23rd, so it's a week from tonight. Uh, I was, uh, you know, uh, just graced with a, a sort of pre-listen, and I was blown away, blown away. This is uh, really original stuff. Um, to me, it's um, here, here's how I describe your band, and, and let me know if I'm, I'm way off or not. But I, I was thinking these things as I'm listening to it. Um, it's uh, progressive, psychedelic, atmospheric, cinematic, sort of a rock metal fuse um, where the vocals are sort of more used as an instrument, like another instrument, like the guitar or the drums or the bass or something like that, um, rather than to solely deliver lyrics. Um, bands that were coming to mind were like Mogwai, uh, Tool, King Crimson, Isis, uh, the, the, the band. ISIS, not the bad, bad, horrible ISIS going on right now. Um, <laughs> and um, so, and, and a very original sound at the same time. I didn't feel like this was a clone of any of those bands. I mean, it was a lot of things, um, you know, a lot of those influences in there, but something totally original. Um, so, I mean, talk about the band. Uh, is that sort of uh, what the band is? And, and um, I don't know, just talk a little bit about uh, who you are. Yeah, man. Uh... Yeah, that's a pretty good description. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, we're just we're just trying to kind of do our own thing. Um, um, I guess we uh, our band is kind of free form. Uh, we look at it sort of like a journey, um, and we're just you know trying to express ourselves and do something unique. Um, it gets it gets pushed into the metal genre a lot. We get compared to a lot of metal bands. Um, I, I'm not really sure uh, why that is. I guess um, I, I guess if I had to to um, make an opinion on why why it keeps getting pushed into the, the metal genre, I guess it's probably because we have heavier guitars. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe because um, I, I guess metal fans are, are more intellectual and they they like they like more progressive music, whereas um, they're not so much into the pop stuff. So. You know, we're happy to be amongst those bands. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we recognize chops, too, when we hear them on guitar, you know. And you definitely have chops. Are, are you the main uh, guitarist? Do you um, Are you <laughs> sort of lead, or are you more uh, um, rhythm? You know, or... we don't really have a lead or a rhythm. Um, Joe Leary and I just kind of 
uh, switch off, you know, whatever fits right for the song. Uh, sometimes he's more of a lead guy. Sometimes he's more of a noise guy. Um, a lot of times he's more of a low sludgy riff rocker guy. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of somewhere out there too. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great. It is. And, uh, there are definitely some metal elements to it. There are some really like hard hitting riffs in there and some great leads and, and things, but it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm hard pressed to call it a metal album. You know, I think, uh, you know, Loudwire was maybe reaching a little bit as far as classifying you as metal. Um, because it's, it's definitely more, uh, more progressive, you know, an atmospheric kind of thing, more exploratory and, uh, experimental than, uh, than really a straight up metal album. So if, if people listening out there, if you're looking for the headbanging album, you know, it's going to rip off your face, you know, this isn't it. <laughs> this is a far more complex than that, more intricate and more beautiful than that. It's a very beautiful album. Um, yeah, and... I guess we're sort of a uh, thinking man's metal. Um, right, right. <laughs> Metal, metal for the philosopher or the uh, college kid that's smoking pot in the dorm room, <laughs> contemplating existence. <laughs> right on, right on. I would have been if if you guys would have been, I don't know, fifteen, twenty years earlier. Um, I totally would have had you on in my dorm room, man. While I was, you know, doing bong rips and everything, and like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> man, this is heavy, you know. But uh, now, now as I'm uh, out of that phase and I'm a, you know, a family man and everything, I can sit down and really listen to this and appreciate it. And enjoy it uh, for what it is. Uh, it, it's really a journey. Um, would would you say this is like a concept album? Is there some sort of story uh, behind well, this? Well, to, to comment on that, I, I think music is kind of supposed to be a journey. Um, I think people get so caught up in the machine and trying to create a hit song that they forget that music is, in its theory, you know, it's supposed to be primal. It's supposed to be esoteric. It's supposed to be a journey, and. Um, you know, I, I would liken music almost to a psychedelic trip. If you resist the trip the whole time and you try to define what the experience is going to be, it's not as good as, as if you just let go, you know, and you just let it happen. Let it come from you. Experience the journey. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And is that, uh, how is the songwriting process then? How do you guys write songs and, and perform and everything? Is it sort of a, a jam kind of thing that happens, or uh, do you actually write things out, come up with riffs, put them together? How does that, how's that happen? Uh, we actually, um, when the band started, we were out in the middle of, des of the desert in Arizona, um, and we did most of the writing at my house, in my recording studio. I have a small studio in my house. Um, I was an engineer, a uh, recording engineer, for quite a few years before uh, putting this band together. Um, and then... We kind of got spread out a little bit. Now uh, two of the members are still out in the desert, and I'm actually out in California. I live in Ventura, um, out by the beach. And so now we all have uh, small recording studios in our house. Um, so the, the songs start that way, um, for the last three albums anyway. That's the way that we've written. You know, each, each person has their own project studio, and they kind of start to lay down a foundation for something that journey that we were speaking of, and then the other people come in and just add their spice to it, and it, it kind of ends up being what it is. We don't we don't spend too much time overanalyzing it. We just kind of let it flow. Um, although, uh, for the new album, uh, new, or the newest music that we're working on, we are doing a bit more jamming and uh, meeting up, and um, we're planning to do some, some work in some rehearsal spaces and record some live jams and kind of listen to them later and reflect on them and 
put together some songs based off of that. So cool, cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you actually, uh, I guess you're doing some sort of long distance then sort of writing where you're, you're trading some tracks back and forth and, um, things like that. Now that you're separated between Arizona and, and California. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what we do. And then, um, we get together when it's time to tour, uh, for instance, our next tour, um, starts up next week and it's, it starts up out here. The first date is in Los Angeles. So we, um, you know, we'll all, we'll all meet up at my house and kind of shake the dust off in a rehearsal space and hang out a bit. Um, and, you know, just kind of get back in the vibe and then, and then we go hit it. You know, if a tour was to start out near Arizona, then it'd be the other way around. And I would drive out and stay with the guys out there at their place. Um, and then, you know, start from there. So we just kind of coordinate it based on our schedule and, and what gets lined up, so to speak. Cool, cool. Yeah, and that tour, like you said, starting next week, uh, if you go to your website, which is withourarmstothesun.com, and uh, even on facebook.com slash withourarmstothesun, uh, you can uh, find that West Coast tour that you're doing. And um, I know a lot, of, a lot of listeners are from right in that, that whole stretch there. So um, definitely, definitely go and see them. What are your live shows like? Um, do you stick to sort of how you've uh, recorded these songs? Do you do any exploration uh, during the shows or... Um, I don't know what's your. We we definitely uh, we do a bit of improving within the original idea. Um, we always try something a little bit different. Um, we've done different versions of songs live, you know, um, where you know we listen back to an older album and like the idea of a tune and think, you know, maybe what if we did this way or that, you know, change a time signature in what spot or or whatever, oh, you know. Cool. We just kind of yeah, just go with how we feel in the moment. Um, you know, our, our live shows are pretty, you know, right now we're we're on a much smaller budget. It, it's kind of funny because, you know, we keep making these lists with these heavy hitter bands, like you mentioned earlier, they're on major labels. And we're still an unsigned band. You know, we, we do everything on our own. We, we've, we've pressed all of our own albums. We make all of our own merchandise. Our guitarist Joe Leary owns a silk screen and he presses all of our shirts and we ship them out. You know, it's a lot of work. Uh, so, you know, we don't have a gigantic, uh, touring budget per se, but we, we make the best with what we have. We do have some visuals live. We have a really cool projector. We project some cool visuals. Our, uh, bass player, uh, Joe studied film and, uh, Joe's a real whiz with that kind of stuff. And he does all the visuals. He puts them together, um, and makes, you know, some trippy, surreal kind of imagery that we have going on live while we play it. And that adds a pretty cool effect to it. We have some pretty cool ideas to go a little bit bigger with it. We're just going to have to see, you know, what happens in the next few months. We're really hoping to have uh, a major label maybe put out the next record. And if if that's the uh, the situation, then, um, you know, we're hoping to get a little bit bigger budget to do more because we definitely want our live shows to be an experience and we want them to, we want to set ourselves apart from other people um, the same way we do with the music. We want to do that live, so. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, you definitely need the support for that. I was looking on your website, um, and uh, the first thing I saw was uh, a little, almost uh, sort of crowdfunding little thing you got going on here uh, through PayPal, and you're just doing it on your website, and uh, you have some things on here where people can sort of donate towards your tour, you know, to help fund you, to, you know, get from, you know, venue to venue, and to just, you know, do the coolest stuff you can do. And uh, I sort of, I, I really dig this. Uh, what you're doing. Um, 
you know, so you download or you donate uh, $20 and uh, you get all your albums. You donate 50 bucks and you get a limited edition shirt, you know, like you were talking about. Um, and uh, $100, you know, clear up to, you know, thousands if you want to. And uh, so that's a really cool thing to do. And that's sort of your own little crowdfunding uh, campaign you got going on there. So uh, has that been uh, successful at all? Have have people been... Uh, yeah, it's definitely it? been successful. Um, we, we've done it a few times in the past. You know, we'll offer, you know, the first 500 or 1,000 people to buy an album whenever we release it. We'll offer to send an autographed copy, things like that. We do a lot of fundraising on our own. We try to get creative with it because, like I mentioned earlier, because we're still an unsigned band. Um you know, we, we have to get real creative when it comes to funds, you know, so we do a lot of little fundraisers like that, and we have some really awesome fans that have, you know, put up money to help us out and, you know, offered us places to stay at their house while on tour and things like that, nice. and that really keeps costs low, which is, you know, pretty amazing, um, you know, because like I said, the, the illusion is uh, everybody always assumes immediately because we make these lists with these bands that, you know, we have the same budget as Mastodon. We definitely don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd be really cool. And, and man, we love those guys. And what a great album, their new record. But, oh, no kidding. Um, yeah. yeah, but we definitely, uh, you know, we don't have that kind of budget just yet. So yeah. we're hoping to get there, though. You know, we're still paying our dues, so to speak. We're a fairly new band compared to a lot of the big ones on the scene out there. So we're... We're willing to starve a lot more, you know, before we start complaining. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you are young. I mean, uh, you've been together, or you've been a, an official band uh, for about two years now. And in those two years, less than two years, you've put out, this is your third album. So it's like three albums in less than two years, which is uh, nuts. <laughs> really nuts, you know. Um, <laughs> We're kind of mad scientists that way, man. We yeah. write all the time. I mean, I have a... A mobile recording studio, even if I'm going out of town for a few days, for instance, last week I went camping, I went up to the Redwoods in California to camp, and I, I had a mobile recording studio with me. I'm always writing, um, you know, I'll have anywhere between 25 and 50 song ideas on my hard drive all the time, you know, just kind of churning them out and analyzing them. Um, I don't think we're going to keep the same... Uh, uh, consistency. I, I don't see us putting out three more albums in the next two years. Maybe one really good one. Um, <laughs> I think we're going to uh, take a little bit more time. Um, we're we're starting to learn from some some bigger bands that we've had the pleasure of, you know, touring with or meeting. You know, some of the um, we're starting to learn to be a little bit more patient and take our time and hone our craft a little bit. So we're definitely planning to step it up for the next album. Cool. Yeah, that's quite a pace to sustain. And, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> wow. So, you know, in the next, in the next 10 years, you know, you'd have what, how many albums, you know, if you, if you kept that up, that'd be just nuts. So, uh, you know, we definitely well, prefer I mean, quality over quantity. Yeah. Yeah. But, I think we were just so excited to, uh, to finally have the right band with the right group of people and the right vibe that we just wanted to get to it and write as much material as possible. Um, uh, as you probably know, cause you've, been around for a long time with the music stuff it you know it, it's really hard to find the right combination of people and i'm really fortunate that i'm in a band with my two brothers i mean uh literally the bass player joe is my brother um and the guitar player and i have been friends since we were uh, 14 years old in high school wow um 
you know, so and we're we're all in our early thirties, so we we have a pretty strong relationship musically, and um, we've always been searching for the right people and just you know struck out a lot, and you know we were in a few bands that were you know uh, touring bands and whatnot, but nothing nothing to this scale. It's it's actually kind of a trip to to be talking to you and having people <laughs> call me and want to actually hear you know what I have to say. It's this is a new thing for me. <laughs> oh, cool, cool. Well, it's. Yeah, you know, you're just uh, you're a very creative guy, a very creative band, and uh, being that it's you and your brother, uh, what sort of dynamic is that? You know, having I mean, known this guy your entire life, you know, and him being your family and everything, um, is is there any tension there, or what's the relationship like now that you're in this band? You're touring, you're making music, recording. Um, what's that like? Well, you know, we're certainly not like the brothers in Oasis where we're on the verge of breaking up oh, every God, time I we hope get not. together. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, from being brothers, you definitely know how to push each other's buttons, but the good thing is is you know how to make up at the same time. Hmm. Uh, so I think um, if I was in a band with a complete stranger that was just like, hey, man, that, that song idea really fucking sucks. <laughs> from a stranger, that would probably hurt me, you know? Yeah. But for my brother, I received that pretty well, you know? I mean, he's uh, probably my worst critic, but also the smartest critic. Um, he's, uh, you know, a brilliant musician, a brilliant composer. So, I don't know, I, I feel pretty honored to be working with him. You know, we were both in bands uh, pretty much our whole life. Um, but we never did one together, uh, really, until this band. This is our first serious band that we've that we've done together. So, well, how did it come together? Um, you know, you, you've talked about how many bands you've been in before this, and this is the first really serious one. You're actually touring. You're you're making records and everything. So, how did this all happen? <clears throat> you know, it came together uh, pretty organically. Um, you know, I, I had been in several bands, uh, touring bands, one band that was on an indie label, stuff like that, and, you know, just kept trying over and over and over again, basically hitting those castle doors, so to speak, and just never had the gates open where anything broke or anything really good happened. It always seemed like something great was going to go, and it didn't, um, which is very typical. I mean, I know musicians that have been beating it out for 20 years and still haven't had a ray of light, you know? Yeah. So I just kept going and going, um, and then the last band that I was in, you know, I kind of, you know, I had a new kid, uh, a son, you know, and just all these things going on, and, you know, I was like, I'm going to take a little time off, and I didn't. I just I started recording stuff alone. I wasn't in a, in a band with a group of people, and I came up with some of the songs on that first EP that we released, and um, my brother and Joe Leary, the guitar player, um, they were my best friends and we were hanging out all the time and uh, we were actually doing a podcast together, a comedy podcast, uh, about once a week, you know, where we'd get together and just goof off and make fun of things. And, oh, nice. You know, uh, one day I, I kind of pulled up after the podcast because we recorded it into Pro Tools. I pulled up some recording sessions and said, hey, check this out. You know, what do you think? And uh, Joe Leary immediately was like, hey, you know, uh, if you're if you're open to it, I'll I'll put some stuff on these songs, and you know my brother the same thing. And I said, yeah, I'm open to it, and kind of removed the the ideas that I had written, you know, for complement guitar and bass and whatnot. And they put their parts down, and the songs ended up being twice as good. Uh, and then we just released it ourselves, um, and then it just kind of caught fire on Facebook, really. Um, first on YouTube, and then on Facebook, and then a couple college radio stations, you know, I get an email here and there that 
so-and-so is playing the song here, and I'll run into a person that's like, hey, I heard your song here, and it just kind of caught fire really organically, and around the second CD when that was coming out was when we actually got a management deal, um, and right right around when the third CD was coming out was when we got a booking agency deal, um, and then, you know, started really doing it on a more professional level like we're doing it now, where we have set tours that we're trying to do, and um, you know, we're hoping to expand out of the U.S. and tour Europe and a few other countries this year as well. So that's pretty cool. Beautiful. Beautiful. And I'm over here. I'm on the uh, the East Coast. I'm actually in Erie, Pennsylvania. So I'm right on like Lake Erie up in the far western corner of uh, Pennsylvania. So, you know. Sounds beautiful. Try to think of me, you know, if uh, you're looking at some <laughs> East Coast tours. You know, Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. get to Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Buffalo. They're all right there. And, and so... Uh, that would be cool. That'd be really cool. I'd totally come and see. Yeah, you. So, be fantastic. <laughs> just putting a bug in your ear there. So, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Oh yeah. I hope. I'm hoping that we'll be up that way in the spring. Um, you know, this this tour that we're doing up, where we're hitting northern places like Wyoming and Colorado and whatnot, it's going to get too cold after this tour. Probably to go to those places for oh, a while. Yeah. So we may stay you know, the southern route or, or looking to maybe go into another country for a while. And um, I'm hoping after the new year, around spring, when it starts to warm up, to make our way out to a lot of those places. So oh, yeah. I'm don't, sure we'll be staying here. Don't come near here. Um, yeah, pr- pretty much from about a month from now until like April, don't come near Erie or anything around us because you'll be buried <laughs> in snow. It'll be miserable. Yeah. So uh, I I might hope to see you like late spring summer maybe uh, next year, I don't know but uh, yeah stay away from us <laughs> it's it's bad up here it really is but uh, yeah so that, that's exciting though and uh, I'm I'm just uh, I'm really excited for you to uh, be touring and and uh, be looking to go outside where when you go outside the U S like what would be your first like um, I don't know, would it be like Europe, somewhere in Europe you'd want to tour? Um, where would that be? You know, we, we sell a lot of records in Europe. There seems to be a pretty good scene for what we do over there. So it would definitely be a, a really smart move for us um, as a band to go hit some of those countries over there and play some, some festivals, maybe some metal festivals in Europe. Um, you know, we've, we've been uh, kicking around the idea of Australia as well. We, we seem to do over there also. Nice. Um, so, you know, maybe Europe or Australia would be my top two. Um, but really, I mean, we're open to playing anywhere and everywhere. I mean, anyone that's going to book us and, and get us there, you know, we're, we're willing to do it at this point, you know. Um, we're definitely hoping to warm up some, some bigger bands and maybe play some music festivals with some, you know, on some bigger bills. Um, so, cool. so yeah, I, I, I guess, yeah, I would say maybe Europe, uh, Australia would be cool. Japan would be pretty cool. Um, it'd be great to meet some of our fans over there. So. Yeah, yeah, wow, amazing, amazing. Um, you know, we're talking about the new album, and uh, you know, it's getting released here in, in a week on uh, September twenty third. Um, but uh, before the show, we were talking, uh, you know, just about, uh, you know, I brought you up on Spotify tonight, and your your new album's out on Spotify. And I was confused because I'm like, did I get bad information? You know, has the album actually been released already, and I just didn't know it. But uh, you told me a really interesting story about uh, the new album and why it's out on Spotify now. And, and just, you know, you're waiting for the official release next week. And it all has to do with torrenting and, and being leaked and everything. So um, 
Can you elaborate on that and sort of what's going on there? Yeah, I mean, we were we had, uh, you know, shown the album to a few people, and by proxy it kind of got leaked, and, you know, I noticed it was up on a lot of torrent sites already being downloaded. Um, so we kind of did a, a quick pre-order and um, did, sold 500 of them to, to different fans, you know, that, that wanted to pre-order it and sent signed copies to people and things like that. So there was no reason really to hold it back from Spotify at that point. Spotify is actually, uh, we get most of our... Most of our streams come from Spotify, so it's definitely, it's been a website that's really helped us, so I figured, you know, why wait? We went ahead and just put it up on there, and it's there now, and technically the official release is next week, but a lot of people have the album already. Um, You know, some people even have physical copies. Wow. Wow. But I still recommend that everyone go out and buy this, um, because that's that's the best way to support the band, Um, and it's a great album. But, uh, you know, of course, Spotify, um, you know, that's sort of my go-to thing. That's pretty much the only way that I'm listening to music nowadays because, like, everything's on there. You know, pretty much you can find everything. And that's where I bring up on my computer or if I'm out on my phone or my tablet, whatever. You know, it's it's Spotify is the way to go. Yeah, it's a killer website, man. I, I go on there a lot. You know, I stream albums on YouTube. I'm a big vinyl junkie. I go to record stores a lot and buy vinyl, but a lot of the vinyl I buy is is older stuff, you know, 60s, 70s, classic right, stuff. Right, right. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, Spotify is definitely a good way to go, and we seem to, you know, be starting to catch fire on there, so that's cool. I dig it. And you said uh, something interesting about, you know, people that were torrenting your album, and, um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of artists, a lot of bands, uh, just get really annoyed when people torrent their albums and everything because, you know, they're losing sales and, and whatnot. Um, but, uh, you said something to the effect where you were just sort of flattered that people were that interested in getting the yeah. album. <laughs> I'm flattered, man. I mean, I've, I've been in so many bands and it's just like, it's, it's beyond my wildest dreams. I would never imagine in my life that I'd ever be in a band where 20 or 30,000 people would want to steal something, <laughs> that I wrote, you know, it's, it, it works, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. And I know that some of those people are going to show up, you know, to the shows and maybe buy merch and stuff. So it's all good, man. It works out. Um, I, I believe all information should be free. It's really, you know, it's not a big deal. But if you really want the full experience, I'd say buy a physical copy of our album because we're one of those bands that does go out of our way to find really good artists to do artwork and whatnot. I mean, our new album, we have artwork by Justin Slatum, who's a brilliant, surreal artist out of Oregon. Uh, he lives in the Portland area. For the trilogy album, um, the artwork's by Chet Zar, who's, you know, a world-renowned guy. Um, he made some of the characters in Hellboy. Uh, he worked on uh, some of the Tool music videos. I mean, you know, we really we really go out of our way to find really good artists and try to, try to make the CD an experience, you know, because we're from that era. You know, we're grunge-era kids uh, mm-hmm. and early metal kids. So we were those guys that lined up at midnight to buy a system of a down album and look through the linear notes and <laughs> lined up late at night to buy, you know, a Metallica record and whatnot. So, yeah. um, you know, we, we definitely, uh, we, we think, you know, physical copy would be the best way to go for our band, but I'll leave that up to the listener. They can do whatever they want. I recommend it myself. And, you know, it's such a, such, is it, like a dying art, you know, even going back, we're talking about vinyl, you know, and and vinyl is, I think the ultimate physical experience, you know, when you, when you buy something, because there's nothing like having that big 
big record in your hands, you know, with the cover and everything and and it just pulling it out. And if you had liner notes and if it folded out, that was awesome. It was huge. And you had this great artwork most of the times and 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 um and then going to CDs, you know, throughout the 80s and then especially the 90s. The 90s had some great CD liner notes and artwork. And but then, you know, you got into the late 90s, now the 2000s and everything's digital, you know, everything's being delivered digitally and it's almost like that added value to your album, which is the packaging and the liner notes and the artwork and everything is sort of being forgotten and and brushed aside by too many bands. You know what I mean? And yeah, I, you know, I've noticed that, but I've also noticed this resurgent uh, thing with the younger generations where they like the idea of having something collectible. You know, shows like Walking Dead and things like that. It's like they want the toy and the collectible thing and whatnot. So I, I think the idea of owning an album is is kind of coming back in. There's there's this really bad wave of singles right now, of, you know, bands that aren't trying to create albums, they're just trying to make a single, and a lot of really bad pop music, you know. <laughs> so I think as more and more underground, underground bands start doing progressive albums again and start doing experimental music, there'll be, you know, kind of a wave of that again, of, of, of kids that get excited and inspired and want to go on a journey and want to own the album and, and see the linear notes and know what the band's all about and whatnot and read the lyrics, you know? Yeah. So I think, I definitely think it's possible. Um, I believe that it's going to take a lot of work though, because there's not a ton of bands that are really thinking outside of the box right now. I mean, a lot of my peers, um, you know, are just trying to write, you know, a single. They're trying to write a three minute song and, and get it on the radio or make a music video for it. And, more power to them, you know, if that's their trip, if that's what they want to do, that's awesome. Um, but, there, you know, there needs to be kind of a wave, again, of bands that, that do album rock, you know, that try to make records, you know, full albums that, that are good from start to finish, you know. Yeah. In my opinion. It's just an opinion. I share that opinion as well. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, uh, man, like I said, there's nothing like, you know, the vinyl. Is there a chance that perhaps, you know, that uh, with our arms to the sun would uh, be doing any sort of vinyl presses in the future. You know, we uh, we've kicked around the idea of doing a Kickstarter to self fund some vinyl and back press um, our second album, the trilogy on vinyl. Um, you know, like I said, we collaborated with Chet Zara on that one. Mm-hmm. It'd be really cool to add some more artwork to it, um, pay Chet to do some some more original work and and whatnot inside of it, and put out a limited edition vinyl. I think it could happen. It's it's all just going to depend on how the next six months go and where we end up touring and what kind of support we get. Like I said, we when we started off, we were a complete DIY band that had more of a punk rock attitude. You know, we don't need a label. We'll do everything ourselves, yada, yada. But now it's kind of getting to the point where it's getting harder and harder to manage everything ourselves. And we do, we do actually want to work with a label. It's just finding the right one that's open to that. And I think the right one would understand that we're a band that needs some vinyl and would do some limited edition vinyl for us. So I think once we find the right company and it's a good fit, you know, we can discuss doing that with some of our past records and putting out a new album under that imprint. That'd be awesome. That'd be really cool. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a, I'm a bit of a vinyl collector, you know, I'm, I'm here and there and I'm not huge. Like a lot of people are, I'm not, not, not crazy, crazy about it, but I have a, I have a nice little vinyl collection and, and, um, 
it would be another cool thing. I just, I think I like displaying vinyl more than I actually like playing it. You know, especially now I have kids running around my house and, you know, touching <laughs> things and breaking things. And so now I'm a lot more protective. So I'm like, actually, I just like displaying these really, really big, cool, um, you know, record covers here. And, um, you know, especially with yours, I was really admiring, um, you know, this last one here, um, you know, A Far Away Wonder. And uh, just really, really cool. So it, it would be great to have up sort of on my on my wall here. But, uh, you know, that's that's where I am. You know, it's it's just uh, I think I think pressing the far away wonder on on vinyl would be amazing. I think it mm-hmm. could happen in the next six months. And it would really do justice to the artist that, that did the artwork for that record. Justin Slade is a brilliant guy. And, um, you know, he's he's a brother and, you know, we're we're connected big time on many, many levels, and I think uh, it would really do his art justice and our music justice to have it come out on vinyl eventually, mm. so it'll happen. I think we just, uh, we got to keep trucking forward, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, you're you're just, every step of the way, you're picking up a lot more fans, and like I said, just, you know, with me, just uh, hearing you now, and, and I was just blown away, you know, why haven't I heard them before, you know, and, and so I'm picking up all your old stuff, and you know, having the honor of talking to you tonight and uh, hoping and knowing, actually, that a lot of my listeners are going to totally dig this. And um, so, yeah, I, uh, I'm i just really excited to see what the future holds for you and, and uh, what you're going to be doing. We're really excited to to emerge a bit. I mean, we really want more people to get turned on to our stuff and hear it. Um, you know, it's really good that there's shows like yours that, that are into promoting grassroots national bands and, and helping them get more exposure. So thank you for that also. Well, you're so much more honest and uh, have so much more integrity than like 99% of everything else out there. You know, like, yeah, we hear a lot of Slayer. Yeah, we hear a lot of Metallica and this and that. But man, that's all, it's so corporate now. It's so overdone. It's so like aging at this point. You know, we want fresh. We want something that's that's actually well, again, honest and has integrity, and that's what bands like think, you have. Yeah, and I and I, I can only speak for myself, but I think if our band got to the point um, where we were fighting to create a radio single, I think I would just put my guitar down, and that'd be the end of it. <laughs> I I really don't I don't want to to ever be one of those bands. I mean, if we if we write a hit song that gets on the radio, or we accidentally write a song that's four minutes long that has a catchy chorus and it ends up on the radio. That's great. You know, but that's not the goal. Like I said, the yeah. goal is just to create music that moves people. You know, we're, we're a concept band. Right. Right on. And this is totally, I, I love it. Um, I've loved, uh, you know, especially I think the thing that grabbed me, you know, the two of the bands that I mentioned uh, that I thought of when I listened to you were King Crimson and Tool. And, um, those, uh, especially King Crimson, uh, I've loved them for a long time, and, and uh, Tool, man, respecting them so much, um, and uh, so it's, uh, I think it's in that vein, you know, and I think they have so much integrity as well as bands, you know, and they've achieved a lot of success, you know, through the years. King Crimson, man, their first album was 1968, for crying out loud. I mean, that's, they're, they're what, like, almost, you know, 50 years old as a band right now, which is insane. But, yeah, those are definitely two bands that I would say have a lot of integrity and, and really take the time to um, to create art and not just, you know, put put garbage out there. Yeah. And there's a, there's a tool connection with your band, right? Um, as far as, 
um, the manager. I thought I read something in your, your your press release where like the brother or something of the of um, somebody in Tool was managing the band. And I could be way off here. Yeah, actually, um, our our manager uh, Alan, his brother is actually uh, the guitar player of Tool. Um, oh, but far that's, out. that's a, that's about as far as that that connection goes. I mean, I don't <laughs> I don't have any info on their new album or anything. Oh, <laughs> we uh, we have uh, we have played. Uh, uh, we've played with Volto, uh, Danny's Danny's other band, and oh, nice. um, Volto is also shares the same management. And yeah, they're they're an insane band live. They're just Volto are some of the most talented musicians. I mean, you, you take some of the the best musicians that there are and throw them all in a band, and that's that band. Oh man! <laughs> wow! Wow! Amazing! Amazing! Well, man. Uh, uh, yeah, I... no no insider info for me. <laughs> I was I was reaching there a little bit, you know, sort of sort of prodding there for something, but uh, you know, I didn't know. I, Everybody does. <laughs> yeah, I just had to. I I couldn't uh, couldn't help myself. We, uh, the drummer of of ISIS, uh, Aaron Harris, actually did record the drums. Uh, he, he didn't play the drums. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, he he he, uh, he teched the drums, right? Yeah, he engineered the drums on a Faraway Wonder on our newest record. Um, super cool guy. Um, we met up with him for a day. We actually did all the drums in one day. And Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, in a small town in California, a small studio there and works out of. And, you know, super awesome guy. He got some really good sounds. And, um, you know, I, I could definitely see us working with him again. You know, we've always done, again, you know, we started off as a total DIY band. We did everything ourselves. I was an engineer, so we didn't really have a need to to seek, you know, too much outside of ourselves. But... Um, as doors have began to open and we and we've met people, we just we kind of go with what feels right, and it it really felt right with Aaron. He's just he's a really good guy. So wow, wow, yeah, he had a, a really exciting uh, release with Palms too, didn't he? Yeah, Palms is a, a really good band. Uh, yeah. I I told I told Aaron that it's it's nighttime driving music is what it reminds me of. <laughs> There's so right many rides I've made across the desert to meet up with my bandmates, and my iPod is kind of on shuffle. Then all of a sudden, Aaron's band Palms comes on, and it's like, wow, this just works. It's, yeah. it's just the perfect nighttime driving music. It's a really eclectic first release, and I'm really looking forward to you know what they do in the future. I'm sure that they'll they'll put out some more songs. So and a great fit with your band too. I mean, that's that's perfect. yeah. I that would be cool. I would I'd love to tour with Palms. You know, I could I could see that happening. That would be great. Yeah, right on, right on. But man, it's been great uh, just talking with you, hanging out here, and uh, just uh, finding out more about about the band. I'm uh, even that more excited, uh, you know, about with our arms to the sun because that's uh, it, it was really cool music. But just getting to know you and what's been going on here and and everything behind the music, you know, sort of like we're a VH1 sort of thing going on. Um, uh, yeah, man, any time, you know. You have my you have my personal cell phone number now. Ooh, don't put wow. it on your website because I don't want everyone to call. But I would I'd love to talk to you again. <laughs> that would be great. I'd I'd be honored to. And um, you know everyone listening out there with our arms to the sun dot com once again is the official website, um, and they can be found on Facebook on facebook dot com slash with our arms to the sun. You also have a YouTube channel, uh, which I noticed on your website. Uh, and uh, what kind of things you put on YouTube? 
Uh, you know, the people will send me clips that they bootleg at shows on their cell phone, and I'll throw them up on our channel. Just anything anyone wants to send me of us live, I throw it up there. Um, we actually have a few um, kind of uh, makeshift music videos we've put together. Like I mentioned earlier, our bass player, Joe Breckenridge, does all that stuff. He does all the visuals and puts the, the videos together and, um, you know, makes makes pictures that fit with the music. So that's kind of his area. Cool, um, cool. Yeah. Well, everyone out there, you got to visit the website. you got to like the Facebook page and uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And, uh, man, Josh. Another thing, uh, Ooh, another yeah. thing too, uh, you know, to the people out there listening, I just want to say, if you have an idea or a dream or something, go for it. Don't don't buy into the bullshit where you think you can't take risks and, and give something a chance, you know. Think outside the box and try something. It'd be it a podcast like we're on right now, a band. You want to be a painter, a movie maker, whatever you want to do, man. You want to fucking weave baskets, weave baskets. But do it, you know, and do it vigilantly uh, with a lot of discipline and be relentless and passionate, and things will happen. Um, because we're we're a, a nobody band, a no-name band from the middle of the desert in Arizona, and, you know, things are starting to really pick up for us. So if we can do it, you can. So <laughs> anybody can. Wow. Well, thank you, man. That was uh, that was fantastic, and I'm totally behind that. I'm I'm right there, man. That's uh, that's great, and I hope we can do this. I'm I'm, I'm counting on that we can do this again, um, sometime soon. You know, just yeah. You know, the Joes the Joes were itching to to come on and talk with you today too. So, um, Sweet. you know, hit hit them up. I'm sure either one of them would be glad to come on the podcast. Um, they're much much more interesting people than I am. So <laughs> that's hard to believe. That's, wow. <laughs> no, it's it's really been great, and I, I just really appreciate this. And uh, really, I think everyone needs to go out, buy the new album, out in a week, officially. So, you know, all the all the torning things, you know, that's, that's what it is. But support the band. Support them. Because they do need it, and uh, they're totally grassroots, independent, and they need it. So, Josh, again, man, it's been amazing. Uh, we're gonna hear we're gonna hear a song right now here at the end of the show. Uh, this is Tessellation. Is there any sort of uh, story behind this song that you can give as we uh, close the show? Not really. Uh, you know, I'll kind of leave it up to interpretation. However, it makes people feel. Thanks for listening to it. Sweet. It's an amazing song. Thank you all for listening. Thank you again, Josh. We'll talk again soon. Have a good night, brother. Thanks, brother. Much gratitude. You've been listening to Devil Holes. Join us at devilhorns.org.
country they should play some music and get us to this country and uh, the uh, black music blues and the kind of folk music that was brought in from Europe and, and I guess they call it country music and the kind of West Virginia high license those are the two main streams of American music right as well as I know but um Like, uh, 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 two years ago, they played rock and roll, this kind of a blend of those two forms. And I guess we saw the rap. We saw the rap, 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 the rap,